Welcome back to the Mental Plateau Podcast. My name is Shreya Skirotra, a rising junior here at Hinsdale Central High School in Illinois. Today, we're back on the Mental Plateau with a very accomplished guest, and his name is Christopher Wilson. As you know, we talk about mental plateaus, but today we have the opportunity to expand our conversation from mental plateaus to such things like skill plateaus and even performance plateaus. It's an amazing opportunity that we have to talk to a former Marine who has also excelled in academia with universities like Princeton, Yale, and more. So let's get right into it. So Chris, welcome onto the podcast. Would you like to share a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Christopher Wilson. I'm a passionate archaeologist currently based in Hammond, Louisiana. Uh, my journey is a testament to resilience and evolving passions. After serving in the United States Marine Corps as a ground radio technician, I nurtured a deep love for mathematics and the great outdoors, especially from my deployment to the Middle East and training exercises in a variety of different terrains. My passions developed into a desire for higher learning and led me to Princeton University. Initially, I embarked on a mathematics journey, but I quickly realized my profound fascination with art and archaeology. Uh, it was a much stronger uh, passion and it really pulled me in. And while I was at Princeton, I delved into archaeological mm -hmm. research and I was able to get into really gripping topics like ancient Egyptian tattooing methods, Anatolian city structures, but mainly Greece and the ancient healing cult of Asclepius, who's the uh, Greek god of medicine. I was able to travel for my studies, visiting Greece, Poland, Portugal, and Egypt. And while I was at Princeton, I also showcased my dedication and athletic prowess as a walk-on member of the men's heavyweight rowing team. And I was on that team for all four years of my Princeton education. The pursuit of knowledge took me to Yale, where I obtained my Master's of Archaeology, and then to the University of Chicago for a Master's of Humanities focusing on art history and ancient Greek pottery. Today, uh, my commitments lie in cultural resource management and site preservation in the South. I work to ensure the cultural remains from different eras are protected, safe, and sometimes repatriated to groups and communities to whom the findings actually belong. Essentially, I work with the, the state, uh, Native American communities, and uh, local governments to address concerns over progress and protection. Uh, and I want to speak to you and your listeners, of course, uh, mm -hmm. about Mento Plateaus because Believe me, I've definitely faced them. N navigating the challenges of the Marine Corps, transitioning to academia, and discovering my true passion were filled with moments of self-doubt and stagnation. I've learned that these plateaus are not roadblocks, but opportunities. These are special opportunities uh, to reassess gather strength, and leap it even higher than before. Every challenge I face, academic shifts to athletic endeavors, was marked by moments of plateau. But these 
moments, these moments molded me. My mission here is to share my experience and provide you and your listeners with tools to recognize, confront, and hopefully, ultimately overcome these plateaus. Our greatest strength often sprouts from these stagnant periods, and I want everyone to embrace them, learn from them, and eventually yeah. rise above. That's truly interesting, Chris. I mean, clearly you've went on quite a few endeavors, both academic and also physical, whether that ranges from your journeys of academia going from Yale to Chicago and so on, or even just your learnings in uh, the Middle East, Poland, Portugal, and what and all the other places you mentioned. Um, so clearly you've had quite a few perspectives to share, and you've also taken in and learned from a lot of cultures. And so can you explain in your own words, what is a mental plateau from the things that you've learned from your life and basically how, from your perspective, you've taken it? Yeah, uh, great question. To me, a mental plateau is a stage where progress, where progress seems to, like I said before, stagnate or stall. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can take place in almost every aspect of life, from learning to personal growth to physical strength. Yeah. It's akin to climbing a mountain and reaching flat area, where mm-hmm. despite your efforts, the ascent seems too far away and unreachable. Uh, this is often a really challenging phase and where the usual strategies and efforts once yielded results, they no longer seem effective. The plateau can be frustrating. It makes you yeah. doubt yourself and your abilities and can bring forth toxic feelings of complacency. Uh, at these times, a burst of motivation, fresh perspectives, and new approaches are critical. It's a, it's a, these are invitations to rethink, seek inspiration, and rejuvenate your passion and break through that barrier, allowing you to keep climbing that mountain. That truly is very, very detailed. And your take is very interesting, insightful, and in my perspective, one of the most accurate I've heard. On Thank obviously you. on a high school level, the mental plateaus I faced are nothing like the endeavors and the challenges you faced. So, given your background and being someone who's served in the United States Marine Corps, can you explain to my listeners how this played a role in your observing of your own mental plateaus and how you overcame this, especially at the young age of eighteen? Yes, and uh, I think I would like start off by saying don't minimize your struggles everyone goes through them and just don't see other people's struggles as ways of diminishing your efforts you are working hard no matter what even if it is something from just a high school experience so uh getting into uh my Marine Corps uh, timeline. I entered the Marine Corps uh, envisioning battles of physical strength, but I mm-hmm. quickly learned that the mind's battlegrounds were equally strenuous. Yeah. As new tasks uh, unfolded, unfolded for me uh, in boot camp, where I had to learn 
so many new skills. Uh, one particular navigational challenge uh, became my nemesis, uh, maps and compasses, which shouldn't, mm-hmm. which should have been pretty straightforward tools, uh, but they seemed to elude me. I was used to simple GPS from my phone, but yeah. now each misstep I took uh, during my training was a blow to my confidence. Uh, mm-hmm. I was constantly either steering my team off course or struggling to set up a proper course cartographically. Yet the mm-hmm. spirit of a Marine is one of dedication, adaptability, and perseverance. So I chose to face this obstacle head on. Dissecting the skills seemed like the logical first step. And so instead of seeking navigation as one large monster, I broke it up into smaller digestible chunks. Every day, each component received its fair share of attention. Understanding the mechanisms and flaws of compasses, triangulating positions, uh, understanding terrains, or setting a bezel and following the course accurately. Uh, They each had its day. But despite the progress, I felt something was missing. And that's when Sergeant Van Beekum stepped in. He was one of my main drill instructors while uh, I was at Paris Island. Mm -hmm. And Sergeant Van Beekum was was not just an expert, but he was an exceptional teacher. And it's that instruction that I needed. Uh, His methodology was different, uh, focused on nuances that often went overlooked. Each session with him was completely transformative, bringing forth new revelations. He often emphasized slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Mm -hmm. But he also used an acronym I still use to this day, which is KISS, meaning keep it simple. These mantras reiterated the importance of patience, precision, and repetition. As the days progressed, the plateau became to seem less intimidating. Yeah. The Marine Corps is as much about individual prowess as it is about camaraderie. And Sergeant Van Beekham's mentorship was a testament to the spirit. Together, we ventured into the terrain practicing real-time navigation. His feedback was instantaneous and constructive. It was invaluable. Uh, Not only did I overcome my plateau, but I also forged a bond of mutual respect and trust. It's essential to remember that in challenging times like those, seeking guidance can often illuminate the path forward. Your learning plateaus are very interesting. I mean, both your compassion in the Army as well as archaeology has revealed a lot, not only to the audience, but to myself, on that main importance about having role models. As you mentioned with your sergeant, um, I also resonate with that too, because one of my own mantras is to do it with all your effort or to do, not do it at all. I mean, the main image behind that from my own perspective is to ensure that you're going to do everything um, with importance and make sure that you really value things how they're supposed to be valued. Um, with that said, I really am fascinated with how you described that overall theme of the learning plateau and how you applied it to several parts, despite that being archaeology, on the fields, or even on the Mayan fields, as you said. So being that you were a rower at Princeton University, did you ever experience any sort of performance plateaus? All the time. Uh, Princeton's rowing team, uh, 
has a legacy that is intertwined with tales of triumphs and tribulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I began my journey on the vast waters of Lake Carnegie, uh, mm-hmm. it became a second home for me. Early mornings, rigorous training, and synchronized rhythm of oars cutting through the water, they really defined my days. Uh, mm-hmm. But as my first Ivy League championship started to approach, I started to sense shift my strokes which were once powerful and synchronized mm-hmm. began to falter uh my team's harmony was just dis- was disrupted by me and i knew i had to fix it mm-hmm. i didn't know how i'd hit this performance plateau and i needed to evaluate on how to overcome it uh reviewing our training footage, discrepancies in my form, eventually mm-hmm. became painfully evident. Uh, minute deviations in my elbow and wrist angle, uh, my posture and my timing, they really culminated in significant disruptions. Recognizing mm-hmm. a problem is often the first step to addressing it. So with my coach's assistance, we embarked on targeted training. Each session was tailored to address and correct specific flaws. The rowing machine and I, we became inseparable and simulating a variety of water conditions and resistance levels really helped set the stage for me. Adapting wasn't easy. Uh, My muscles ached, frustrations ran high, and there were extreme moments of doubt. Mm -hmm. Yet, uh, like every sunrise on Lake Carnegie, uh, it brought renewed vigor. Each draw was a promise of a newer beginning, an opportunity mm-hmm. to push my limits. And as the championship drew closer, the dedication started paying off. My strokes regained yeah. their power. Boat's rhythm was restored, and my performance plateau was finally behind me. The championship day uh, was a blend of anxiety and excitement. Uh, the past week's efforts uh, are were about to be tested. Mm-hmm. As our boat glided onto the water, every stroke just felt right. The lessons from the plateau were evident in my performance. Not only did my team and I did not only did we give it our best, but I also achieved a personal best. Mm-hmm. While we might not have won the race, I had overcome my performance plateau and was ready to work even harder so that I can try again. And overcoming these types of plateaus requires deep introspection, uh, targeted efforts, and a deep undying spirit. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. I mean, that really demonstrates the importance to learn from our weaknesses. and the importance to have that motivation. I mean, from one of my latest reads, Can't Hurt Me by David Joggins, I mean, I'm seeing that same message from you and him, how it's important to keep on pushing, how it's not only just that, but to learn from your own weaknesses and despite competition, understand that's all about personal enhancement. I mean, I even see this in my own life um, with the sports I play, like tennis or even basketball with my friends, just learning where can you be better And this even expands to academia, learning from your own mistakes and tests, exams, and so on. Um, So I know that this can apply to a lot of parts. 
and a lot of listeners, a lot of people all over the world. And knowing that they would dream of attending Princeton and rowing um, for their teams, did you ever feel there was any sort of mental plateau regarding your academics? All the time. Uh, I can think of many examples, but I think my most memorable example of mental plateau came from my time as a graduate student at Yale. Mm -hmm. uh, Yale has an ambiance that just buzzes with intellect, ambition, and just a relentless pursuit of knowledge, uh, unlike any environment I've ever been in. Uh, while it is an academic dream filled with opportunities and challenges as the semester rolled off, uh, the weight of academic demands really began to take a toll on me. Uh, late night study sessions, research projects, seminar preparations, it consumed every waking hour. The culmination of these pressures it led to a, a motivational plateau with my academics. Mm -hmm. I questioned my decisions and felt on the brink of exhaustion. Mm -hmm. Rather than succumbing to this overwhelming fear uh, feeling, I sought to strategize once again. I began fragmenting tasks, setting micro goals for every week, every day in fact. Mm -hmm. uh, this breakdown made the journey seem much less daunting. Achieving, achieving these smaller goals brought moments of accomplishment and motivation. Mm -hmm. I also set myself regular breaks and rewards for my work. For every 45 minutes, for example, uh, of reading, yeah. I would take a 15-minute break. And then mm -hmm. for every major project or paper I finished, I would, I would reward myself with a, a good meal. Yeah. Uh, slowly, the broader vision for my academic journey became clearer. Every paper submitted, every presentation delivered was one step closer to that vision. Connecting mm -hmm. with peers was another revitalizing step. Uh, sharing my experiences, my challenge and strategies uh, with these peers offered new perspectives. Uh, I wasn't alone in my journey. We were in this together mm -hmm. and drawing motivation and support during tough times, celebrating small little victories like what I was overcoming became yeah. our ritual. Mentorship from professors and more advanced graduate students added another layer of guidance. Their experiences, insights, and advice were like beacons. Yeah. And visualization was a very potent tool for me. Imagining the day of graduation, the sense of achievement, providing uh provided a lot of motivation to push through. Mm -hmm. Every study session, every project was a means yeah. to an end. As days turned into weeks and weeks turned into months, yeah. the motivational reservoirs replenished themselves. I was getting more and more excited, more and more yeah. motivated. Uh, I knew I could do it, and I was doing it. It was a kind of positive feedback loop. Mm. Uh, the once daunting tasks seemed achievable. The journey taught me 
the power of strategy, community, and vision in overcoming these motivational, educational, academic plateaus. Mm -hmm. On my scale as well, even as a high schooler, or even as you advance in the later stages of your life, we all see these things, whether they be larger or smaller in scales. Obviously, one thing I can resonate with is how in junior year, all these classes always made such a big deal on how academically tough it can be, how you have to spread yourself so thin on so many levels, whether that be APs, extracurriculars, and all that stuff. And as you mentioned, those small goals you set for your homework or those breaks you gave yourself um, for reading, that really establishes a well-disciplined mindset because you can realize from that, from setting small steps or small goals, as you mentioned, in reality, it's all for that big moment, that big goal. And as you reach the end, that's when you realize the work that you put in, the value of that work and all that stuff. Um, but co-sequently, that also draws out the importance of mental health. Because with all of these things that you have to focus on, it also puts a lot of stress on your mind. That's when it becomes important Definitely. to, yeah, that's when it becomes very important to ensure that you're talking with your peers, you're talking with your community, you're doing things that you enjoy to not, to, as you said, replenish yourself, replenish your reservoirs. So that really seems amazing that you're able to use so many ways to deal with your mental plateaus. Do you have any suggestions for my listeners who are probably gonna deal with these as well as any skill plateaus? Sure. Yeah, let's start with um, embracing the basics. Uh, mm -hmm. Remember KISS. <laughs> Keep it simple. Yeah. Often going back to foundational skills and refining them can lead mm -hmm. to instant breakthroughs. Don't overlook the fundamentals. Uh, next, I would suggest uh, stay disciplined. As you were saying, uh, discipline, it means doing what you need to do, even when you don't want to. And consist yeah. consistency that's key yeah uh, another is adaptability just like in combat uh being rigid can be a downfall you need to be mm -hmm. open to new techniques new strategies and the input of others yeah and when it comes to the that input my next recommendation would be to seek that feedback don't rely solely on self-assessment peers teachers mentors friends they can mm -hmm. all offer valuable insights that you might overlook. They are there to help you. Don't minimize the amazing impact that they can have. Uh, I also would suggest to challenge yourself. Uh, step out of your comfort zone regularly. This means yeah. tackling tougher projects or competing at higher levels. But it keeps things fresh and exciting. Uh, and mm -hmm. I think the last thing I would recommend would be... Uh, developing your mental fortitude develop yeah. that resistance plateaus are only temporary our mindsets determine how long they stay i completely agree with you that idea of challenging yourself and as i like to call it progressive overload you want to make sure that you're putting on you're putting yourself to an extreme a healthy extreme though so that you can expand your boundaries and also learn from them and that factor about feedback and how it can come from a variety of sources really moved me because as I see in my own society, some of us are reluctant to get feedback 
from others because we might be sensitive, but also we also worry for how their opinions of us might change. And we need to understand that in the end, it's all for our own personal development. And in the end, you are going to become a better person no matter who you are. And that consistency, or as you said, with those things like KISS, the acronym, it really has a lot to say about these motives and these morals. So that really seems amazing. And those are really great suggestions. Do you have any suggestions for my listeners who are probably going to go through any performance plateaus, perhaps? Yes. As a former Princeton University rower, teamwork and resilience were at the heart of our success. Mm-hmm. To to high school student, to high school students for facing performance plateaus in team sports, I would suggest focusing on team cohesion. Remember, uh, a team is as strong as its weakest link. Build that trust, support one another, and foster open communication. Uh, I would suggest refining your technique. Once again, go back to the basics. Small technical corrections can sometimes lead to the most significant improvements from the angle of one's wrist to arching your back. Uh, Taking the time to build muscle memory also is uh, one of the most simple skills, and it should come first. Uh, And building that muscle memory first, uh, by doing so, it becomes second nature, and you can then focus on improving even more advanced issues. I think having a variety in training is important. Uh, incorporate different training regimens or routines to challenge the body, to challenge the mind. Cross training can be particularly effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, uh, just as in academics and your personal life, set those micro goals uh, for, mm-hmm. to defeat those performance plateaus. Break larger goals down into smaller, manageable tasks and celebrate each accomplishment. Uh, I also think your mindset really matters. Mental strength is just as crucial as physical prowess. Visualization, meditation, and uh, positive self-talk can be very transformative. And Mm -hmm. finally, I think seeking external feedback uh, is one of the most important aspects especially when it comes to sports mm-hmm. uh, because a fresh perspective maybe from a coach maybe from a senior uh they can often incite you give you insight yeah. that you hadn't even considered they haven't seen yeah. i completely agree with your idea and i like that one factor that you said about team cohesion i mean as an athlete on my school's tennis team I can also resonate with that on a different level because one of the main things we learned there is not only about doing those sports in high school, but it's about that peer bonding. I mean, we need to make sure that we're all doing well and we all talk with each other because as you said, you are like held up by your weakest link and you are like, they represent you. So you need to make sure that everyone's on the same level. Everyone's solid. Everyone has the same understanding and same trust bond with each other. And as you said, those micro goals are really, really important as that leads to big progress and all that is really empowered by your mindset, as you said. So thanks, Chris, for those insightful suggestions for our listeners. And being that you attended Yale, 
I'm sure that the demands of having that education pushed your limits. Do you have any suggestions on beating those motivational plateaus? Yeah, regarding academics, uh, as a former Yale and University of Chicago graduate student, thriving amidst the pressures of elite institutions taught me invaluable lessons. Uh, for high school students facing motivational plateaus, uh, I would recommend purpose over pressure. Mm -hmm. Purpose over pressure. Reconnect with why. Why did you choose this path? And yeah. that way you can ground yourself. Grounding yourself in purpose can rekindle that motivation. Uh, breaking down tasks. Large projects or assignments can often feel very overwhelming. Divide them into smaller manageable tasks to alleviate that anxiety and create yeah. your momentum. Don't forget to reward yourself. You worked hard and you deserve it. Mm -hmm. Next, uh, I would suggest to seek mentorship. Engage with professors, alumni, and peers who've been in your shoes. Their insights can offer very fresh perspectives and mm -hmm. offer very good advice. Schedule yeah. breaks. It's essential to rest and recharge. Uh, regular breaks can boost productivity and maintain mental well-being. I mm -hmm. want people to celebrate the small wins. Uh, the journey is the journey to success is a series of small steps. Mm -hmm. Recognize and celebrate those minor achievements because they will fuel your motivation. And lastly, I want people to stay curious. Elite schools value inquisitiveness. Uh, yeah. Even in routine tasks, seek, seek deeper understanding or a novel approach. Yeah. I completely agree with those ideas. I mean, just starting from the beginning, um, that first idea of purpose over pressure. I mean, again, that relates to the idea of having that vision. And as you said, it connects with micromanagement and all those things, which is really very important when it comes to accomplishing larger goals in the long-term scale. And another thing that you mentioned that I really resonated with was momentum. I mean, there's always a starting point and that can be tough, but as soon as you get after that point, you can realize the efficiency of your capability and how you can accomplish some such great things if you put small goals and if you can achieve those small goals and that slowly builds your momentum and finally to wrap it up it's also important as you said to stay curious i mean that learning factor always being ready to learn i mean some of the articles i've read um from the new york times i forgot which one it was titled but it was talking about how progressive overload as well as staying curious even as a university professor for example it will allow you to while you're supposed while students are supposed to learn from you you can also learn from your students because the environment is always changing and it's also very important to adapt um with that said wow i mean the learning in the past 30 minutes has far exceeded my expectations than i would have ever expected i mean with that said that's why i'm here mindset. yeah yeah and with that said your mindset and your approach on micromanagement, team cohesion, KISS and discipline, and so much more have really moved me. And I cannot thank you enough for sharing the experience with not only myself, 
what are your and fellow peers on mental toe who would find this more than inspiring with that said Chris, thank you any yeah any last words just be ready for anything help your other help other people seek that help stay motivated keep that adaptability Mm -hmm. and just reward yourself you honestly deserve it don't minimize your efforts completely i agree with the idea of self-recognition and as david goggins said staying hard um with that said thanks so much and remember to be healthy as a whole as mental wellness plays a role thank you